Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let Mom's Green Thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give Mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. I have a question. What's something that you learned embarrassingly late in life? Ooh. And okay. You right. first. Yeah, I was going to say, it's my question. I'll start. I'll start. It's fine. I didn't realize that you need to water a tree. And let me clarify this. It's not a baby tree. This is not a young tree. This is a very old tree, like a well-established tall tree that's in our front yard. And then I had a neighbor who was like, oh yeah, you need to water it. And I like looked at them and I was just dumbfounded. I was like, I, I honestly thought it was a prank or a joke. I was like, water a tree. Why would I water a tree? I, I honestly never knew that until like a couple weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I gotta be honest. A tree. Well, I don't think I knew that either. However. Okay, thank you. All right, good. <laughs> I'll expose myself. It feels like there should be enough rain to do that. But I guess, yeah. I guess if it doesn't eat it, but... Um, I think perhaps something that I didn't know mm. till later in life is that this is an all new episode of For the Love of Sport. Oh, come on. And then the, there's the music. There's the music. Hey, well, I think the lesson here that we're going to take away is that much like trees, mm. We as humans need to be tended for and taken care of. Hey. Even when you think you don't need it. Mm-hmm. You need to be even when you think to yourself. Like, no, I'm fine. Yeah, no, that's good. I'm old like enough. A lot. Yeah. I don't need to be taken care of. You do. Fruits, vegetables, I'm walking around. I'm living. Yeah. I'm breathing. You gotta take some time for you yourself today. Yourself. That's the okay. message. That's well the done. message. For what a wow, what a tie back. Are you I mean, me? wow. Are we, I feel like we should just cut our losses here yeah, and bring are on we the paying for this? <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> what do you think? Is there any more value up? we can really provide here? I'm not sure there is. Book us today here at <laughs> Motivational Speakers. Simon and Marie will tell you how you're an old tree <laughs> and you should be watered. <laughs> T-shirts just say water the tree. Water your trees. <laughs> water your hashtag for the love sport. <laughs> Oh, this if somebody actually, if honestly someone makes a shirt, <laughs> I'll wear it. I'll take it. But hey, uh, we got we got a Moby on the podcast today. Moby Anything that we could possibly say about a Moby that could prepare our, intro? No. our dear listener to get into this? I mean, I think what we can talk about is how much we learned. I know. He like, I don't want to say. Yeah. The last thing we want to do is set wrong expectations, but we we actually can hype this up. We're like, there was so much that we weren't 
like aware of. I actually like remember this like- distinctly. I what I learned in this podcast recording, I texted yeah. three different group chats afterwards, yeah. and I was like, "Did you guys know this? Like, mm-hmm. d- d- was this information that you guys and nobody else really knew? I mean, maybe a few yeah. people were like, yeah, yeah, maybe a little bit. So, like, listener, buckle up. I think I think you're gonna you're gonna learn some things today. You're gonna yeah, learn today. Those- yeah, you're you're gonna learn today. This is one of those things that I. I didn't just say like, I'm going to subscribe to your newsletter. Like, like any host does. I legit that day, like as soon as we were done, I went and subscribed immediately. And I, yeah. I hope you do too. Cause this is, we had a fantastic conversation with Moby. We did. So I think, uh, I think without further ado, put your headphones, turn it up, go water your trees and, uh, <laughs> have a listen to a Moby. All right, everybody, let's buckle in. Amobi Akugo is the founder and owner of A Frugal Athlete. Frugal Athlete is an online financial media ecosystem that helps athletes make, manage, and multiply their money through financial education and athlete empowerment. Moby is a former professional soccer player and was born and raised in California. He was a standout youth and college soccer player before being drafted by the Philadelphia Union in 2010. Since then, Okugo went on to have a successful career uh, playing as a solid defensive midfielder and center back. He's played for Orlando City, Portland Timbers in the MLS, and Austin Bold FC in the USL to cap off an amazing 10-plus year career. Off the field, Moby found his passion for giving back to the community and the sport of soccer. He runs youth camps and volunteers his time to various charities and nonprofits, along with his successful business endeavors. And on top of all of that, he is a true sport athlete and ambassador. Now, let's not waste any other time here. Let's welcome Moby Kugo. Thank you for joining the For the Love of Sport podcast. No, thank you for having me. Uh, I definitely need that soundbite because uh, <laughs> that was one of the best intros I ever had. That was like, yeah. thank you so much. Appreciate that. Yeah. Do you hear that, Marie? We, we, yeah. Oh, I heard you. Don't worry. I heard it. My, my, my headphones are working too. Uh, but seriously, Omobi, thanks for being here. It is a very impressive uh, introduction for what will be, I'm sure, a very uh, insightful and fun conversation today. So thanks for jumping on. We're super excited to talk to you. No, this is going to be fun. Well, let's dive in with you know some really hard-hitting questions that our listeners absolutely could not see coming. Can you tell us about your youth sport experience? <laughs> yeah, so my youth sport experience was uh, quite the experience. Uh, growing up, my parents didn't really know about like competitive soccer like that, so I just played for the local school team, both in soccer and basketball. Oh, nice. Uh, well, funny enough, though, when I first started soccer, um, because of my Nigerian name, the kids and the parents didn't really know me, so they just threw me on the, to the B team. And uh, the school B team ended up playing the school's A team, and we, we beat them pretty uh, pretty well. And then they wanted to have me join the A team, but my dad being as prideful oh, as boy. he is, he was like, nope, y'all had him on the B team, so he's going to stay on the B team, and we're going to be good. And then the next following year, they did like a combined team where uh, we took players from the A team and players from the B team and just made one team. So. Um, that's how my soccer career started. Basketball was the same thing. They called it little dribblers. Nice. Um, just learning the basics of basketball. We had smaller hoops and stuff like that. But it wasn't until around fourth grade where uh, a friend or a friend's parent on the team was like, yeah, your son is at a pretty high level and he should probably be playing like competitive soccer. And there's also competitive basketball, AAU. So I joined uh, his, my teammates at the time because he was also playing AAU. So I played, joined his AAU basketball team. And then for soccer, I joined like the local competitive club team. And then that's when everything just clicked and changed. Yeah. 
I always feel like it's, I always like hearing stories, especially from people who have like made a career and become yeah. a professional athlete. Like not everyone, first of all, does that. Very few people can do that. <laughs> but also from having the beginnings that, you know, you kind of outline where I think a lot of people today think my kid needs to be in a competitive program from age five. And there's no way if they're not doing that right away that they're ever going to progress and, and get to the level that we want them to get to. And I think there are so many different paths that you can take and it's totally dependent on the athlete and like your situation and where you come from and you know all of these different things that like you're going to end up where you need to be eventually if you kind of stay the course and kind of follow through that but it, it's always interesting to hear kind of those beginning stories from different athletes especially yours very enlightening no i love that you said that because you know obviously as we're all involved in the sport specifically soccer yeah. you see you know young five six seven year olds already playing competitive and it's like <laughs> they don't even know if they like the sport yet you know you got a coach yelling and it's like no they're just supposed to build skills uh, express their talent and like you know build balance and cognitive physical skills because it doesn't really start at least for yeah. soccer maybe technical sports like gymnastics and other sports where it's like you got to go right mm -hmm. away but soccer, basketball, it's like, yeah, it's, you bring you bring up a great point. Yeah, my favorite, I think my favorite story of that is Matt Turner on the U.S. men's national team. Like, he didn't even play soccer until he was in high school. Oh, yeah. He was like playing baseball. And then all of a sudden he was like, oh, maybe I'll try goalie. And now he's like, yeah. you know, plays for Arsenal and is one of the best goalies in the world. So it's just kind of crazy what yeah. <laughs> where your destiny and things kind of end up taking you. No, you're exactly right. And I think the biggest point, I know we talked offline about it, is just the fact that you're able to play multiple sports mm -hmm. and each sport will help you in another yeah. arena of what you eventually choose. So baseball, hand-eye coordination, being yeah. a goalie, quick twitch muscles, like being able to get off your line, get off the bat, like reading different mm -hmm. things that he's able to do now as a goalie and like his project, his progression is uh, just been nothing short of amazing. Yeah, that's what it's all about. Yeah, love that. Would you say that in your youth sport experience, I think, uh, at least for me in my own experience, once I did join more competitive teams, there is a certain, you know, benefit or things you get out of a, a competitive environment or a competitive program versus maybe not. Were there any coaches for you that like really stood out or helped you either grow your game on the field or on the court or even just like, had life lessons that you kind of remember to this day or take with you to this day from your youth sport playing days? Yeah, I think uh, when I was 13, I had a club coach and he really uh, changed, uh, I don't want to say that changed the trajectory of my career, but just changed how I think about my career in terms of like my development. And he had me juggle a tennis ball. Mm. And just oh, wow. like um, that was the biggest thing in terms of like understanding my touch, understanding how important technique is, because, you know, being bigger, stronger, faster than everyone, everyone's going to catch mm -hmm. up to you at some point. Or you're going to meet someone that's just as big, just as strong, just as fast. But if you can think quicker, if you have better technique, if you understand the game and tactics and formation and different angles, uh, you'll always have a step uh, advantage, uh, which I was which was something I was pretty good at. So he you know, he like gave me a tennis ball and was like, yo, before and after every practice, you need to be juggling this. And um, just gave me an understanding of like tennis ball. It's like small. You got to mm -hmm. pay attention to details. And yeah. um, that was kind of a, a game changer for me. 
Did that also just like having around the house? Like if you had like an apple, you just like, let's juggle this for a little bit. Like any little thing, you're just like seeing what you can juggle. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, you know, when you chew gum and you're about to throw it out, you try to like finish, juggle a little bit and then throw it away or litter it, however you want to. Yeah. No, it's, it's that, oh, it's that feel, that touch, that the tactile effort too is, is huge. It makes a gigantic difference. You know, I, I wanted to ask too, and Moby, you're like, you're, you're preaching to the choir over with, Marie and I, because we both played soccer and basketball. Those were like our primary uh, sports. I guess where did, and forgive me if you already answered this too, but where did soccer win out? Like when did that happen? What about soccer sort of just like clicked in your head of this is what I'm going to do now? It was by force. I was trying to play both as long as I could. And if soccer and football didn't like align in the same Mm. high school season, I would have tried to play football i mean if my mom and dad let me but <laughs> i went from i was playing flag football i was pretty good at that but tackle is a whole different story yeah, that's true but i got invited to the residency program my sophomore year of high school and it was essentially the u17 men's national team program where we spend two years at the img academies mm-hmm. um, to compete for the ultimately the u17 world cup so the top 40 uh under 17 boys oh. go there it's basically boarding school for soccer, travel the world, wow. you know, go to school, play soccer, compete. And um, that's when I, I mean, it was, you can't say no to that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can, but yeah. you can't. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so basketball was just a, a recreational sport at that time. When I came back to finish my, you know, senior year, I wanted to play, get back into basketball. But mm-hmm. at that point, soccer had took over. I was I was missing school for youth national teams, training with, you know, my club team and national team and older club. Like, yeah, soccer had taken over at that point. But if it was up to me, I think, yeah, play as many sports as possible as long as you can until one, like, mm. one wins out. I like that. I think uh, when it comes to – I, I want to hear about the youth national team experience too because that's such a unique experience to have to be able to play at that high of a level. But it's you're also playing with, you know – people that are going to potentially be pros too, but you got to be there when they were young. So I'm curious about that sort of experience and watching that grow and, you know, keeping in touch with, you know, players that you play with back in those days, but also about, you know, finding your position. Was it always sort of, you were, you were primary defender, you were, you were always kind of that central defensive mid, or did you get to play a wide variety of different uh, roles until something fit? No. So for me, it was uh, center mid. But I started off as attacking and then somehow moved back to defensive. I think it was just because of my size and my ability to uh, break up plays and stuff like that. But obviously, when you go to a a residency program, when you're playing with the the top, you kind of got to get in Mm -hmm. and fit in and find out where you can provide the most value and go from there. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. And just to have that sort of like team first attitude of like wherever they plug me in, I'm going to play and, and give my 100%. I like that. Uh, most definitely. And then as it pertains to like just that residency program and what it's about, mm-hmm. it's like iron sharpens iron. So you're with the top 40 kids. And basically this was my schedule. Wake up at like six, workout, seven o'clock breakfast, nine to 11 soccer practice, uh, go back home, change, shower, Dang. 12 o'clock lunch, one to five school. And then after that, we'd have either like mental conditioning, a time for homework or what kids do at that time, <laughs> skip homework and go back <laughs> to the field 
and play and play more soccer. So it was like you're getting better. And if you, if, as y'all know, um, the cream rises to the yeah. to the top. And if you put yourself in situations where you have to grow, or adapt or die, or you know, uh, I think that really helped my development and took it to a whole nother level where we were basically pros before we eventually like, got paid to be pros. Oh man. That entire schedule just exhausted me. Like you just, you going through yeah. that, I am winded already. <laughs> and this is was like, when we weren't doing that, we would probably be somewhere traveling. So like even my first, my first like two weeks there, we like orientation, bam, month trip to Argentina. So like, yeah. Oh, casual. Just a casual trip. We are. Yeah. I'm sure that probably uh, if you weren't already like maturing and uh growing up fast i'm sure like traveling the world and doing all of that kind of on your own away from your family probably sped up that process a bit as well no you're exactly right like you have to grow up quick and yeah just to be able to experience different cultures and different ethnicities and different traditions and just different ways of life at that early age mm-hmm. helped mold my mind in terms of how to embrace others opinions how to you know work within a team how to respect different you know, etiquettes and uh, go from there. So like uh-huh. you talk about Argentina and one of their ways of endearment or greetings is like the double cheek kiss. <laughs> so like the, like we met someone that people and were like, Whoa, like, you know, it's like, no, this is how, this is how they greet each other out here. So you gotta, yeah. you know, learn and adjust and adjust and learn. Love that. You kind of talked about too, as we were talking through your youth sports experience about how, you know, obviously you were put on the B team because when you came in, like your name right away was something that not a lot of people were familiar with. And then you kind of just talked about it in your youth national team experience, being able to kind of explore, travel the world, see other countries and just, you know, how other people live. Would you say that your experience growing up in California, being like first generation Nigerian American, like what was that experience like and how did that kind of help you along in your journey? And then I would say like, how does that, I do want to transition to kind of your post playing days. How does that kind of transition and help you in your roles now that you have? No, that's such a great question. I think, you know, growing up Nigerian American and like there's always stories that you usually get teased, you know, for your name or like yeah. you bringing your lunch to school and people are like, what's that? What's that smell? And it's like, yeah, obviously now um, we're in a different climate where people are embracing different cultures and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. growing up, it was, uh, you know, whatever. But mm-hmm. for me, that helped me so much in terms of like the way that way my parents brought me and my siblings up just in terms of accountability, discipline, understanding our culture, our roots, you know, what it means to be Nigerian American, uh, really important as I continue to explore other countries, but then also embrace other people Mm -hmm. now that I've taken, now I'm taking it into business, you know, so I used it to my benefit in sport, but now I'm taking it into business and uh, it's been a blessing. So I I wouldn't change anything from the world, like the way I grew up, the experiences that I've had because it's all led to what I'm doing or where I'm going in the future. Yeah, definitely. And I do want to talk about, obviously you, if anyone were to just go across your uh, LinkedIn or Google you, you've got a lot of stuff going on. You're always, you're, I, I was like, holy cow. He's like a part of all these different things. You have your own business, you have your own foundation. You're a part of a lot of, of charities and nonprofits. Yeah, we were writing your intro, and we were like, and then, and then, and then. So we had to, we had to re, like, try to have that flow no, just right. Uh, no, Sorry, it's, it's totally true. So I want to give you the chance 
too. Maybe we can touch on your foundation first, and then uh, we can maybe talk about a, a frugal athlete and kind of what led you to that. I'm really curious about that in my own my own personal shortcomings. I would love for some tips and some tips and tricks from you. <laughs> Not throwing myself under the bus here too much, but maybe we can start with your foundation first and foremost. If you want to talk to us about that a little bit. No, nah, most definitely. I think uh, first and foremost. Thank you for giving me the space to share Absolutely. all that I'm doing. I feel like my thing is like, if you can, uh, why not do everything? If you can do everything, why not give it your all? So yeah. that's kind of my mantra. But the OK You Go Foundation, obviously, it's a play on my last name. Uh, we want to help young kids you know, from underserved communities to realize the potential and opportunities that they have. So our, our, our biggest mission is excellence through exposure. Um, access, opportunity, and impact. And the ways we do that is after-school programs, um, educational workshops in the form of financial literacy and like career development, and then sports is uh, soccer. So we want to close the barriers to soccer. So we'll do like free clinics, uh, free camps, different things like that. And so those are our main three pillars. But within that, we you know we do some other stuff, maybe some like field trips, social programs, and different things like that. But that's kind of what we stand on. Uh, really started um, because I would be doing community events, you know, as a soccer player, we're required to do different community events, but it was more just like one-off appearances. You know, you play with the kids one time, you never see them again. So I was like, I want to create something where it's like more longer standing or like more impact. Mm-hmm. Um, and because my last name was Akugo, I was like, oh, I need to do something with this. <laughs> like, okay, you go. Like God is telling yeah. me, yeah. I got to do something with this. So <laughs> was uh, I was like, why not start with the foundation yeah. and our, 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 our mission is to inspire people to go, you know, okay, you go reach your highest level, be your best self. And these are the ways we're going to do it. Love it. I, I'm so sort of, I mean, just impressed with that particular line of work of being able just to provide that opportunity for those kids, especially like camps and clinics and like high tier camps and clinics too, not just going to the park and playing, but like legit instruction. I think that's amazing. Um, Can you talk about a frugal athlete and sort of the inception of that and what really drives that program too? No, most definitely. So frugal athlete started out of my own curiosity. So I saw the 30 for 30 broke documentary. Not sure if y'all are both familiar with it. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. So so yeah, that was like, that was a game changer for me. You want to talk about for 30, we can just, we can spend the rest of the podcast yeah we won't but we'll hang out afterwards that's fine no so it was like if these athletes and you know i've been blessed you know to you know be compensated at a a pretty good level but it wasn't nfl nba mlb money Mm -hmm. so the players that they're identifying in this broke 30 for 30 um documentary are you know finding themselves in financial troubles for whatever reason there's you know lots of reasons that we don't need to get into for why athletes and individuals, it's not just an athlete problem, mm-hmm. find themselves in financial duress. Where are the athletes that are doing it the right way and how can I follow their footsteps? And so I was on a mission to like find those athletes and you would get like the LeBron James, the Tom Brady's, the Serena Williams, Kobe Bryant, rest in peace of the world. Mm-hmm. And as much as we can learn from them and as great as they are, those are the 1% of the 1%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's not the case for every professional athlete. You know, you have niche professional athletes that have second jobs. You have athletes that are that know they're going to have to work after they're done playing. You have athletes that are on contract, you know, like Olympians. So where can we find athletes on all levels or create like a, a database of, you know, people that we can learn from? So I did more research and found athletes that would fit the broke documentary that I was trying to get away from. And as much as scare tactics work, it's not, 
it's not it's not always ideal. So I took it upon myself to really start a frugal athlete, start off as a blog once a week. I would write about an athlete that I felt exemplified what it means to be a frugal athlete, mm-hmm. which is an athlete that is efficient with both their capital the career, the capital that they make mm-hmm. uh, monetarily, but also the career decisions that they make. So instead of, you know, spending all their money going on vacation in the off season, it's like, all right, they spend money on going on vacation, but they also spend time to do an externship in the off season mm-hmm. to learn about a passion that they may have. Or, you know, these are ways that they have invested their money strategically to help set them up when there may be a free agent or, you know, so we talked about, we talked about that originally, a once a week blog. And then from there, a mentor of mine challenged me to make it, you know, he's like, yo, you have something here, make it into like a legit thing. And that's when mm. I started the podcast and then got the newsletter and then YouTube videos. And now we're trying to do curriculums and all these different things that I have no <laughs> business doing, but uh, we've been... Uh, <laughs> We've been uh, pretty successful so far, not as successful as obviously we can be, but it's been good because first and foremost, we're making an impact and it's been great to hear when people say, oh, like, uh, yeah, I heard about you or like, I saw that video you did and like, that was really helpful. But now it's like, all right, I need to keep the lights on. So, (laughs) yeah, it's an amazing, it's kind of amazing how this sort of snow, how it can snowball so fast. Like you have an idea for something. And then out of, out of nowhere, you're like, oh, this is this is now becoming a thing. And now we're like, now it's not even taking it's taking on a life of its own. It now means a lot to, to people. And it's but it's started with passion and it just kind of speaks to, you know, that original idea and that original drive and your work, especially of this is a good idea. And it's paid off now where you have, you know, this wealth of knowledge that you're able to, to share with everybody. And it's it, it's indicative of how valuable that was. So. Congrats, man. That's it's really cool. No, thank you. I'm generally very curious about, um, like I said, exposing myself. I I probably wasn't the best with like finances and money and all of that stuff. Not to say I'm a professional athlete making any type of money in that in that field, but I know Marie. it's going to be a shock to Come our on. listeners. But I am not, in fact, a professional <laughs> athlete. But I am curious because I think it's a conversation, and you mentioned it like outside of just athletics of like when we are growing up, like in our, you know, whatever it is, public school, private school, whatever school you go to, I don't think there's like a really like financial literacy is not like a thing you really learn through the regular traditional like schooling system. At least I did not. You learn by by like, Oh shit. (laughs) I don't have money because I'm (laughs) spending it all on random things. And so I'm just, it's super interesting to me that, um, I think anytime you can, like, of course, all of our niche is in sports and then we have a passion in sports. And so anytime you can kind of like tie something that's, you know, not super well, like educated or documented and then tie it to sports, which is generally something people are like very interested in um, and kind of put the two together. Like I can see why it's very popular and people are, you know, interested in it. And then I, my second part of this is, do you work at all now with the increase in like NIL and helping younger athletes understand like, what does that mean? How can you leverage that? How soon should I be paying attention or all, are those all things that you, uh, through your, you know, business are helping people to understand? Yeah, most definitely. Now with the uh, advent of NIL, yeah. we definitely touch on that, especially like not only the ways you can make money um, outside of brand partnerships, yeah. but yeah. what you do when you get that money. Because a lot of times people don't understand the basic 
principles around money. Um, they don't understand their emotions around money. They don't be, understand their behavior around money. Um, so understanding that and getting that solid foundation um, will help them make more you know, efficient decisions, have more leverage when it comes to you know, doing different opportunities, and then just having like, more clarity, which leads to better uh, financial stability. You know, just for context, too, I feel like we need to break down uh, NIL and what that what those three letters are. Can you give us a, a, a 30 second just rundown of that, Moby? Yeah. So name, image and likeness, NIL, it's actually it's on a three year anniversary where it gives the ability for athletes, uh, student athletes specifically to, you know, make money in the in, with their name or their image or their likeness. So, you know, whether it's licensing, whether it's doing an appearance fee, whether it's doing a brand partnership with the local a company or a national company, you now you have student athletes that are making upwards of, you know, $500 per social post or to $100,000 for a content campaign. And it's given the ability for student athletes to really take advantage of mm-hmm. their name, image, and likeness. Um, I think what gets lost in translation is that it's not only for the big schools or the quarterback or, you know, the star mm-hmm. track player and you know from a big school like it gives anyone the opportunity so while it's name image and likeness you can also you know liken it to taking advantage of the opportunity and leveraging your time as a student athlete so you know i i use name image and likeness in multiple ways you know i say network uh intellectual property Mm. and leverage you know so how are you taking advantage of your network as a student athlete now that you can get into some more doors you know how are you taking advantage of your intellectual property like the ideas that you are able to create these young kids now are really creative when it comes to Mm -hmm. social media and business ideas so how can you take advantage of that and then how do you leverage that in what ways can you leverage it as a collegiate athlete, you are in front of a community that can test your products, that you can use as market research, that you can build partnerships with. So how do you leverage that? There's nothing more important than the .edu um, because you're not only talking to your current students that you are associated with, but mm. all the alumni and all the people that love your school. So understanding name, image, and likeness, two different ways, obviously name, image, and likeness, but network, intellectual property, and leverage. And I'll make some content about that at some point. <laughs> <laughs> we'll uncover that and link it, uh, link it in the show notes for this for sure. But Love it. yeah, I also like, uh, I know we're running up on time a little bit here, but I did want to touch on a little bit. We like to, uh, on this podcast, it's obviously great to, you know, share, you know, experiences and knowledge and things of that nature. But it's also great when there's like an action item or like a thing that people can learn or take from. And it sounds like, especially with a frugal athlete, you of course, you know, share your experiences and learnings of the research you've done, but it sounds like are also giving people like actionable things that they can like take away into into their lives and and learn from. Is there anything that you would, um, obviously our, our podcast is geared more towards the youth sport experience. Is there anything that you could share with like a parent of a youth athlete or a coach or even someone running a youth sports organization that would be just beneficial for them to know and to pass on to younger athletes to kind of set them up for success? Yeah, as it pertains to like frugal athlete, yeah. personal finance, or just I, let's in general? do both. Give us both. Oh, okay. Both. All right. Perfect. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. Uh, you set me up. Perfect. So let's go frugal athlete first. So this is a personal finance. We don't have a trademark, but 
if anyone else comes out with it, they got it from a fruit athlete. Noted. <laughs> PEMDAS. So everyone knows in elementary school, they give you PEMDAS. And this is like the formula to come up with, uh, okay. you know, math yeah. equations. You know, you got the order of operations. Is your order of operations. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. So the original PEMDAS, parentheses, exponents, multiplication, division. Got it. Addition, subtraction. So... <laughs> You got your paycheck. This is your primary source of income. So you have to understand how much you're making to understand everything else. You got to make money. All right. Primary source of income. So E, then you got to understand your expenses um, and your expenses ultimately to your emergency fund. Uh, you got to know what's coming in. You got to know what's going out. And between under expenses, obviously you got your fixed expenses, your variable expenses, and then your emergency fund, it should be three to six months, whatever. Bam. That's the second one. M, multiple streams of income. It's important because if one goes away, how are what are ways that you can let your money make money for you? Hmm. Or what are some ways? Obviously, side hustles are really important now, but in whether it's investing, you know, investing your retirement or other things, multiple streams of income. That's really important. And what's we don't what we don't want to get lost is that multiple streams of income can come from the same stream or the same tree okay. and build out different branches. So I play professional soccer, but I can mm. also train kids. I can do product reviews. I can do consulting. I could be a ref. Um, I could do digital courses. So it doesn't have to be like, uh, I'm a professional soccer player, but I also drive Uber. Like, so multiple streams of income. That is <laughs> M. D, mm. diversification. So diversification, you can't put all your eggs in one basket. So if you're investing in real estate, make sure you're investing in other things, whether it's stocks, bonds, mutual funds, your retirement, all that um, diversification in what you do. A, assets, you know, buy assets, not liabilities. So always think about assets. When it comes to your net worth, assets minus liabilities, that's your net worth. So understand what assets you have and what understand what assets you're acquiring. And then last but not least, S, your spending habits which ultimately leads to your savings goals. Mm -hmm. So if you don't understand your spending habits, what are your like vices, then you won't understand where you need to make adjustments for your savings goals. And that is the money, the frugal athlete money version of PENDOS. So I'm <laughs> glad that you let me share that space yeah. because with the amount of people that you serve, yeah. um, especially specific to youth, um, I think that's very valuable. Yeah. As it pertains to uh, uh, personal development, life, soccer. Uh, and I love like acronyms <laughs> just because that's what I, how I've been taught, hey, yeah. acronyms and analogies. But this one's the CPR method. So everyone, you know, before you can save others, you have to save yourself. So mm -hmm. you got to be consistent. So whatever you do, you got to show up every day and be consistent. You got to be persistent because there's going to be roadblocks and there's going to be blind spots, but how can you be persistent to them? And then you got to be resistant. So, you know, whether it's self-doubt, oh, whatever it is, you got to be resistant. So if you can do those things, be uh, consistent, persistent, resistant, you'll be able to save yourself in any situation that you mm. face. <laughs> I'm gonna, I, I need everyone to hold on for a second. I'm going to go run through a brick wall uh, real quick. Simon's Man, a sucker that, for, that uh, for a good uh, motivational, yeah. Any kind of motivation I'm... Department. Moby, could would you would you mind? I'm sure you probably have like a newsletter I, I could subscribe to, but would you mind just like just sending me like one off like video clips? Are you just like just here's the acronym of the day, Simon? That would be really cool. Yeah. If yeah. I, if I, or at if least I was as good as like I, if I if I was good with this, if I was as good as I wanted to be with that, I would definitely add that to my newsletter. <laughs> acronym of the day. Do it, man. I I love that. I think that's a fantastic idea. And selfishly, I just want to see that. Now, so I'm gonna yeah. sign up for that uh, okay. myself. 
I'm, ri- I'm writing that down. I was just feeling it. Yeah. See, we Marie, we're, Look we're at already us. helping. Oh. We provide value. <laughs> and they said we Facts. never could. They never said that. <laughs> no, that's great. And I, I mean, I'll, also, we're sorry to anyone who the PEMDAS, they're probably going to be in math and they're just going to be reciting that instead of the actual uh, order yeah, operations. That, 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 yeah. one, that, that one's, one's good. Just that one's as good. important. I like that a lot. So uh, we will definitely yeah. be resharing like that uh, that snippet. So we'll earmark it. But uh, that's great. Thank you. Thank you for sharing those. Uh, I know I have learned a a bit as well that I need to, you know, take some inner reflection on, do a little learning, figure out those spending habits is probably the key area. Um, but it might be it might be time to actually <laughs> diagnose like how much yeah. money I spend at Starbucks. I've been willfully ignoring it's the that. Reload. But maybe it's time you to can just like, reload. Uh, fine. My vice is Amazon. Yeah, Amazon. It's too easy. Stuff is Ooh, just yeah. too easy. It's too easy, yeah. Like you don't gotta leave. It's just too easy. So yeah, one cl- one click shipping yeah. is very Absolutely. dangerous. Yeah. Now they're doing this like <laughs> Apple Pay where you don't even have a wallet. You just like, oh, yeah. oh well, you could pay because you just. Uh, it's like, oh no. <laughs> that is usually the time where I'm like, if I have to put in a credit card, I'm like, mm, all right, I probably won't buy it right now. But if I just have it in there, it's done. It's already on its way. So awesome. Well, I think Simon, is it time uh, for this or that? I believe it. Yes, we have. Eight rapid fire questions. Okay. And we are going to just pitch them to you. We're going to rapid fire questions. We need rapid fire answers. There is zero thinking involved. It's gut reactions only. Okay. Okay. Perfect. So we need you to clear your mind. Clear my mind. <laughs> okay. Take a moment. Brace yourself. All right. First question Is it pronounced GIF or JIF? GIF. Very good. At the movie, getting candy or popcorn? Neither. Bring your own snacks. <laughs> Love it. Uh, Oh, don't take my advice on that. Hey, sorry. That sounds like a good spending <laughs> habit that you nixed. Popcorn. Sorry. Let me say popcorn. All right. Yeah. Appetizer. Soup or nachos? No, soup. Nachos. You never really yeah. know. Yeah. You can have a gazpacho, yeah. a cold soup. Are you going to the lake or the ocean? Lake. Would you prefer to play soccer golf or soccer tennis? Oh, that's a great one. Uh, I can't even say both, but it's soccer tennis. Soccer tennis gets intense. Yeah, it does. Uh, all right. Which wins out, defense or midfield? Midfield. Uh, would you rather win a championship as a coach or a player? Player. All right. Fin- finishing up here, whether you're going to watch it or even play in it, World Cup title or Champions League title? World Cup. Yeah, that one's easy. Boom. And and he did it. And no. surprise yeah. final bonus question. Bonus. If you couldn't pick the U.S., who do you think's winning the Women's World Cup? Oh, that's a great one. I think the home country, yeah, Australia. they're mine might, too. Might, that's my Sam Kerr. She's Lady unreal. Lady Ruth, Sam, Sam Kerr, yeah. homecoming. Yeah. She just can't like, stop scoring. It's not, yeah, they got they so, to score. It's a good problem to have. <laughs> I love this. Oh, that's awesome. Moby, we can't thank you enough for hopping on and taking the time to speak with us. This has been insightful. It's been very fun. And we really can't thank you enough for being part of this. And especially for being a part of, you know, an amazing partnership we have with True Sport. I mean, we like to leave, you know, every single one of our, our interviews, we leave the floor to you. So final words, parting thoughts, motivational quotes, epic slams, giveaways, whatever you have, uh, the floor is yours. No, thank you so much for what you do. I mean, the impact that you're all making on youth sports, it's really amazing to see. Um, to be an ambassador for True Sport is a blessing. And I'm trying to use my experience just to highlight the next generation you know Mm -hmm. these are the leaders of tomorrow so if we can help instill 
the principles that we both speak about. Obviously, we have a lot of synergy. That's why we are in partnership. Mm-hmm. And that's what it's all about. So anyone that wants to connect with me, I know their the information might will be in the show notes probably. But Definitely. yeah, always willing to connect, always willing to, you know, try to make impact, collaborate. And uh, like my last name says, the mantra, <laughs> okay, you go. So Love uh, it. let's reach our highest level. Love it. Yeah. Obviously, we'll share everything in the show notes, but I would highly recommend going to check out a frugal athlete, checking out a Moby on his social channels. If you found anything insightful from today, you will find that following him will give you all of the insights you got today, plus a million more and a new acronym section in his uh, newsletter. So subscribe to that and uh, you'll see that soon. Yeah, coming Uh, soon. It's the acronym of the week. I'm not sure if I could do it of the day. Yeah, that seems to have the week. Yeah. I like that. She's good. She's good. Awesome. (laughs) All right. Thank you so much, Amobi. We appreciate you hopping on and taking some time. We'll talk with you soon. No, most definitely. Thank you so much. This episode is brought to you by TrueSport, the grassroots initiative of the U.S. Anti-Doping Agency. It is dedicated to creating and inspiring a powerfully positive youth sport experience for all. Through their educational programs and youth-based initiatives, TrueSport empowers athletes, coaches, and families to promote the development of life skills, character building, sportsmanship, and the practice of clean and healthy performance both on and off the field of play. To learn more about how you can create a true sport team culture, be sure to head over to www.truesport.org. Just the amount of knowledge, the amount of wisdom, the the sincerity of us like subscribing immediately to that newsletter yeah, cannot we weren't be lying. Yeah. If you if you rewind your brain, you know, just 30, 30, 40 minutes ago, we promised that he would deliver. Mm-hmm. And I do believe he delivered. Absolutely. Like Without a doubt. That was a high fantastic. mathematical certainty that he fully delivered. By the no. way, you're not getting off the hook here. What is something that you learned embarrassingly late, <laughs> late in life? Oh. We're not ending this episode early. No, no, no come up. No, stop the outro music. Troy, no. Stop <laughs> Troy, the no. outro music. Troy, please. Don't do that. What's something okay, you learned okay. embarrassingly late in life? Let me think here. I actually have one. Um, Something I learned too late in life. I used to say all the time, we'll play it by year versus we'll play it by ear. (laughs) What the hell is, what are we, what are we playing by ear? What is an ear? Like my ear? I said we play it by year, you know? Like maybe this year we'll do it or maybe next year we'll do it. Wait. Maybe this ear will do it and next year we'll do it. I don't know. That's actually, yes, that is one. Like you're, okay. I mean, but what is it? I'm We're still questioning how year. you like your mind like justified year, but like between year and year, I felt year was just made more sense. I mean, but like play it by ear, like you're a band and like, you know, you know, the basic structure of it. So, oh we'll, yeah. We'll just, See, we'll just I didn't go music route at all. I did not oh, go music. Really? route at all. I went time. Like we'll play it by Interesting. year. Interesting. <laughs> and the more I say it, the less it makes sense. So let's move on. <laughs> No, 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 no. Again, stop the outro music, Troy. We're staying on this. No, I want to talk. I'm kidding. No, we can start that back up again. But um, I am curious, though. Thank you. Thank you. Your listener. uh, Yeah. What things did you learn way too late in life that you are probably very embarrassed by? We want to hear about it. We will share them ruthlessly on the episode, though, if you do end up sending them our way. So, But we will do it. We'll do it anonymously. In a nice way. We won't actually like call out your name. We'll do it in and we'll do it in a nice way for sure. Okay. Let's start up the outro music. All right. Now we can get into it. And this has been another 
episode of For the Love of Sport, brought to you by Sports Engine, the home of you sports. Like I just said, if you have embarrassing things you learned too late in life, you've got fun youth sports stories, you want to celebrate a team, an organization, whatever it may be, reach out to us at ftlospod at nbcuni.com. We would love, love, love to hear from you. For the Love of Sport is brought to you by Sports Engine, the home of youth sports. The hosts are the magnanimous, magnificent, wonderful Marie Fitzgerald and myself, Simon McKenzie. Our marketing guru is Kelsey Irwin. Our wonderful producer is Joe Brzonic and the exceptional sound engineer, the person who's behind our honey dulcet tones is the great Emmy. Troy Stone. Emmy award winning. Emmy award winning. We will be Stay back tuned. with another episode very soon. We'll see you next time. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.